Okay, recording attempt number two. Hello and welcome to Hidden Among Us, episode 27 that we are recording for the second time. Yeah. Because life. <laughs> Woohoo! Okay, um, I guess we have housekeeping stuff. So, uh, Sh- Shan, you can. Can we know? Oh my god. How do we go about this? Okay, housekeeping stuff. Um, housekeeping. We reached. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. Um, we reached 2,000 downloads. So, thank you everyone for listening to our podcast. Thank you guys. That's. Yeah, we started it out as a hobby and we didn't think anyone was going to listen. But thank you for listening, I guess. It's been to us rambling. Seven episodes, eh? We yeah, started it just before like phase three was like started. Mm-hmm. Okay, I genuinely can't remember when we started it. We it started a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, at the it's same been... time, this year flew by so quickly. But I felt like... I it, it... I felt like the middle part yeah. was like a year though. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, the middle part of the year, like, from realistically, I think May to, like, August, it was so slow. And then once it hit October, October, November, and now December, just zoomed by. Yeah, it just zoomed, yeah. yeah. And now we are technically at the end of the year, so that's crazy. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sigh. Um, okay, the second thing we want to bring up is... Uh, Shan, take <laughs> it away! woo no, it's just sad to say. I don't want to say this, but okay, fine. Um, yeah, so I will be taking a hiatus from podcasting. From My last episode will be the Christmas episode. And I'll be taking a hiatus until the end of my internship, which is in June. Because I have to cope and balance with a lot of other things. So I probably will not be able to... Um, balance podcasting as well. So Honda and Chris will be serving you stories every week <laughs> instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. It might come back once in a while, but probably fully only after June. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll miss you, Shen, from, from January to June. Yes. We'll still see each other, we'll still see each other outside, I'm huh. sure, when we go Hopefully east. We, we, like, we always eat Japanese food whenever we go out. Have you guys realised? But when 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 we were in JC days, we used to eat a lot of Korean stuff. Remember? Yes, yes, oh, a yes. lot, a lot of Korean stuff. I want to eat Korean food. Oh my god! What would what would twenty twenty one bring us? What kind of food will we constantly eat? We um, shall see. I want to eat the Middle Eastern food. Oh my god, that is like a dream. Oh, Let's go Turkish food again. Food. Yes, yes, oh, yes. I miss the Turkish food. Can we eat someday? Oh my god, dude! Like we it's can... crazy because. The other day, Honda went to the Turkish place and I was just telling her, like, the last time the three of us went to the Turkish place, <laughs> it was still... I think it was on the cusp of Circuit Breaker. Yes. Like, it hadn't started yet and we were talking about, like, how we wanted to do all these internships this year and we were, like, applying to places. Love. And we were so excited. And then... <laughs> COVID. COVID happened. Yeah. Wow, yeah. It, it was earlier this year, Yes. Wow, but the food was so good. I want to go back. So good. It's one of the places right. that I feel like I'll keep going, yeah. Maybe I should go this uh, weekend. Hmm. Do I have any time this mm. weekend? 
You can you can go into the exact place we said it and be like, oh, wow, <laughs> what a year it's been. <laughs> yeah. So on a more positive note, I guess, like Shen, we'll miss you for six months. Yes, we will. Yeah, but but everyone is stuck with Honda and I, and haha. <laughs> no, I, I think everyone is stuck with Chris. So good luck, Honda. <laughs> <laughs> Yay me. Poor, actually, it's really poor Honda. Because Honda is my exact opposite. Yes. Like. <laughs> oh my god, you know what? I don't think we've ever shared our like friendship story. Like our first impressions about each other. <laughs> Should we do a round table? Okay, I will I will tell you. I will start off with my impressions of Honda and Shen and then Honda you can give your impressions of me and Shen and Shen can give her impression <laughs> first impression of Honda and me well this is com- confusing but basically our first impressions so like my first impression of Honda <laughs> right was we were in the same class and this is like the first day we were in class right and Honda sat away from everyone she had a separate table <laughs> it was lit and class she- okay and my friend wasn't in English lit Anyway, she her table was like separate from everyone else. Everyone was sitting in clusters and she was like sitting in the one corner on her own. And then I was like, I remember I was texting my friend group that I made during orientation. I was like, hey guys, this is Japanese girl in my class and I think she hates everyone. <laughs> so yeah, that was my first impression of Honda. Also, I was very, very certain that Honda didn't like me. Like Honda looked like she would visibly flinch every time I was nearby. Plus, she was stuck with me during CCA. We went council together, so... Mm. <sighs> <laughs> then, my first impression of Shen was... So, she, I met Shen when we were in the same CCA, so council. And Shen oh. always sat at the back. And she would sit with, like, all the people who usually don't do anything. Like, they just attend CCA and do absolutely nothing. So, my first impression of Shen was, like, what the shit? Like, this girl just turns up for attendance or whatever. Like, my first impression of her was so bad. I'm not gonna take this, okay, <laughs> Honda? We can attack Chris now. Chris is <laughs> obnoxiously <laughs> known in school to be loud as heck because during orientation, she was shouting. <laughs> <laughs> like, screaming. Like, everybody knew her to be so loud. So when I sat at the back of the council room in CCA, I would be the one over there like, oh my god, that's the loud girl. <laughs> Help. <laughs> my god, me and Shen have like the same... <laughs> And then Chris is over here to be like, oh, that girl just wants the tendon smiles. And then behind, <laughs> just like, this girl is just being loud and obnoxious. <laughs> okay, touch your heart and tell me that the people around you genuinely did nothing for the CCA. Except for like one person. Okay, Chris, you also need to realise that all of them either retained or left the school to even do anything. So, so... <laughs> You can't blame them. You really can't blame them. It's not because they didn't want to do anything. It's they couldn't have done anything. No, they could. I will argue that y'all could have done so much. Like, the people you you all? Why are you categorizing me with them? (laughs) I did things. I know you did stuff. Okay, okay. Let me redeem myself here so it doesn't seem like I hate the both of them, okay? (laughs) So, at the end of, like, year one, um, I remember... I became friends with Shen because, like, we were part of orientation together. And there's a whole bunch of shenanigans that happened and, like, Shen took me under her wing and, like, 
ever since then I've been attached to Shen and she can't get rid of me. Mm-hmm. Honda on the other hand, um, so unfortunately for Honda, <laughs> when we went to the second year, like our friend groups, everyone retained. <laughs> Mm. and like i sat next to honda and that's how we became friends so yes that was it actually i think we all got closer Mm -hmm. like the one memory i have is when we were eating korean eh, korean food and then after that we went to a cafe and then we talked a lot like this was the planning like after like the planning for the orientation Ah, in the second year Wow, the way I have no memory of this. Yeah, we talked for like super long, okay, that day. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Is it the one at near Beauty World? Yeah, yeah, it's in Beauty World. Oh, ah, I remember that day. Okay. I remember yes, it. I remember, I remember that day. No, Chris, no, Chris, yeah, it was the authentic Korean food and like the owners of the restaurant were Korean. I remember the bowls were so big. The three of us were just like, um, how are we going to eat this? I'm pretty sure me and Shen finished it though. Yeah. I'm not sure about Chris. Yeah, I couldn't finish I, I, could, I didn't finish it. I remember I struggled. Also, that was a day I realized that I don't really like cold Korean noodles. Oh, I love. Because it's very chewy. I'm blasphemy right now. Yeah. Let's go, Shen. So yeah, Shen. <laughs> hey, don't leave me out. Anyway, Shen, what was your first impression of Honda? Honda. Honestly, I just thought she was really quiet. That's about it. <laughs> I okay, had, I, I thought like, you were quiet too, okay. <laughs> wow, that's shocking. Nobody's ever thought I'm quiet, but yes. Not in council, because like, you, you know. Yeah. Like, hang out with the people to bring. I'm telling you. Council is very clicky. Council is very clicky. It's quite obvious. Well, council is super clicky. It really was. Uh, yeah, I was just there with like one of my friends. And always there with my friend. Like just that one friend. Which is, you know, you you guys know who, but you know, yeah. So, yeah, but wow, first time someone has ever had a first impression of me being quiet, but I like it. I like it a lot. I like to be, <laughs> to be quiet. <laughs> I prefer that than being noisy. So, Chris, too bad. <laughs> yeah, but then like the three of us became like really good friends. Like every morning during assembly, because as counselors, you have to stand together to yep. lead the school in saying the national pledge and everything. Nobody else does it except for us, and we have to yell it out. The <laughs> three of us them, would like Chris is damn loud. Chris is damn on about it, uh, Just saying. Yeah, when I'm you know when I'm doing the flag raising thing, so I'm a bit further away because I'm doing the school flag. I can hear Chris from like <laughs> the other <laughs> side. I have a genuine reason for it. Okay, so the reason this, the reason why I say it super loudly. It's because there was one time the principal literally came up to us and scolded us. And she was like, y'all are the leaders of the school. How can you be saying it so softly? And ever since then, no. I was just like, holy shit, let me just tank everything. But anyway, so it was actually really fun because like every morning when I got to school, I always saw Shen and Honda. Like they would come to school earlier because Shen lived really far from yes. school. Yeah, and I don't know why Honda was always early, but... Yeah, me and Honda always mm. get breakfast together. Like, we'll get, like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would... It was so nice, because like, every time I came to school, like, I knew that they were, like, the first two people I would see. And we were, like... I was just, like... You would yeah. come, like, a few minutes before, like, the dot, the, like, yeah. on the dot, before yeah. we had to assemble. I used to be really early, and then I realised, like... One day I woke up, and I was, like... There's no reason for me to be this early. So then I would just come, like, later. 
I used to always sit on the ledge and do like work. Or like yeah. Yeah, Sharon was always like, sleep on Honda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got like I took a few p- pictures of Shen just like sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too early for this shit. <laughs> wow, we I mean, especially doing console. Yeah. Shen is like exhausted. Really? Oh, yes. Doing console? Yes. I thought it was just doing orientation. No, as in orientation, yeah. Wow, yeah. I orientation was really good. Like point tabulation was a tough job. <laughs> <laughs> And DJing. So, like, we had CCA twice a week, and I think, was it the Friday one? The one was like, it, CCA was really late in the day. Uh, and it was kind of I remember at most times. Okay, well, this was almost the end, like, um, the end of our third year before we yes. stepped down. Dude, it was, I'm so sorry. On the behalf of Council, so sorry for that. <laughs> but I remember. Honda and I were watching Riverdale. Can you believe that? We used to watch Riverdale. Yeah, season 1 was watch. pretty okay. Yeah, season 1 was okay. After and, that, nah. uh, and what we would do is we would like try to watch it before CCA started. <laughs> so we'd like go to the CCA venue earlier and then we'd sit down and try to watch it. And then after that, I couldn't. So I think it was just Shen and Honda who were watching it together. Well, we yeah. were squealing at like one kiss scene or something. Yeah. No, it was the first bucket kiss scene. <laughs> it was the first oh time God, they kissed. So cute. Hi, but the okay. show twisted to like some angle that. No, I season know. five trailer dropped. I think. Why? Why is that season five? I don't know. I haven't I watched the trailer. I have no I'm idea what the story of... is now. Oh my God. You know what's really sad? They cancelled um the Chilling Adventures of of Sabrina, which was they did. They did not. I thought the new season is coming. They cancelled it. I thought the new season is coming up. Season 4 or 5 is coming up. Huh? The last I heard, they cancelled it, you know. Wait, no, I just saw the trailer. The trailer adventures of Sabrina, which is also written by the same people who wrote... Um, They're the same uh, universe, right? Yeah, they are. Which is strange. I don't know how it works, but... Oh. The thing is, they would never cross over, like... It's cancelled, right? Oh, no, I thought they did a crossover. after season 4. Yeah, but Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was actually really good. I really enjoyed that show. The writing was much better. The the characters were more lovable. The story actually had a direction. Whereas oh, what, for... Chilling, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Yeah. Okay, that's, that's the issue with Riverdale, right? And you'll see a lot of these issues with a lot of these CW shows is the reason why the first season is like wrapped up is because usually they don't know if it's going to be renewed for a season two. So usually they, 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 they literally give their all the best for the first <laughs> season. Mm. And then afterwards when it's really for season two, they're like, oh shit, we have no more plot line. To be Yeah, because Yeah. They shouldn't have solved the murder in season one itself. You mean the the one the maple syrup thing? Yeah, bloody hell. No, but to be honest, I would rather they just ended it in season one because like I watched Pretty the Liars and I still don't know who A is till today. Okay. Pretty Liars was a mess, okay? I it's a mess. I when I was like a young, like 16-year-old. Like, yeah, okay, no, like, deadass, like, you think about it, right? A lot of these shows, when we were younger, were like, so cool and cute. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was younger, the, the relationship between Ezra and Arya was just like, wow, that shit's kind of cute. Uh, like, it's a neat kind of hidden relationship. Yeah, dude, like... As I got older, I was just like, shit, he was he was dating a minor. 
<laughs> that ain't right. Oh no. Also, like, I used to watch the Vampire Diaries until season six when it went to shit. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, my favorite character is Damon, and then like one day it occurred to me that like he literally sexually assaulted one of the characters in season one, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and so yes, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, so yeah, but shock, you know, for treating Avengers as Sabrina. But to be honest. I'm glad they cancelled it after season 4 because there's really not much plot line that you could go on with this witch thing already. Mm, yeah. I just, I enjoyed how progressive um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was. It was really, really good. Yeah. A lot of good queer rap. So that was pretty nice. Not, not just queer, but like also um, POC rap as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> we've been talking for so long. Yeah. I think we should jump into the story before yeah. we like fall down a rabbit hole of like memories. memories. <laughs> Take us away, Chris. Chris, <laughs> it's not me. Oh, oh, I just wanted to panic. Like, no. That's why she opened today. She's not. She doesn't have a story. I know. I, I, know, I want to panic. Quick, quick panic. Because the last time she did this to me also. She looks like she wants to die. Yeah. <laughs> I want to die. This is karma. This, this is the second time she did this to me, okay? No, I planned it. I didn't purpose. I didn't like... Because the last time around, you told me, Shen, uh, go ahead. I was just like... <laughs> did I do the wrong story? And I thought I was doing... Ho- I thought I was doing horror today. Why are you calling me up for crime? She's like, huh? And it was in that moment, she knew she fucked up. But she actually did that. So... This is how, how it feels, Chris. This is karma. Stop attacking me. <laughs> I'm a small being. Small. <laughs> okay, okay. Share. No, 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 no. It's Honda. Yes, Honda, it's Honda, Honda. Honda, take it away. Wow. This is a mess. Honda, how are we going to do this with just the both of us? It's going to be me making an absolute fool of myself and then you just being there like... Uh, Honestly, I'll just keep quiet and then like let you continue. <laughs> Make sure fool of yeah, my case, I found it's actually quite interesting. I was like caught between two. I'll probably leave the other oh. one for a later date. But this one was quite mm. interesting. And it's about a triple murder that took place in 1987 in Townsend, mm. Massachusetts. Okay. Massachusetts. Okay. Why is it Townsend and not City Receive? Okay, I'm just... Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> kick her out of the Google Meets. <laughs> Can we just Shen. talk about you, me and you today, Honda? No. I don't know. Who's this stranger in a call? I don't know her. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna shut up. <sighs> The case almost seems like a plot from a horror movie when I talk about the details. A horror movie mm. or like a thriller movie? I feel Ooh, like some... I feel like, like maybe, I feel like maybe some movies actually do like have some similar like details. Right? I mean like it's interesting because like the slasher genre is... No, the slasher film is a sub-genre of horror as well. So I guess thriller would fit under horror as well. I don't know. Mm. Actually, yeah, halfway through it kind of remind me of Parasite, like Bong Joon Ho's Parasite. Oh my god! 
Oh, so, okay. I'm I'm excited. I am interested. That's <laughs> a way. Yeah. And but I also think like the early life of the killer is also like important to note. And Ooh. yeah, I'll touch on that on like the last part. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I'll so the murderer's name is Daniel Laplante. <laughs> he was born in uh, May 16, 1970. And he committed the murders when he was only 17 years old. Oh, <gasps> no. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as a teenager, he had been breaking into homes and stealing their possessions. And when he broke into their homes, he would deliberately like move around the items to make it seem like someone had been there. So it's like oh playing God. mind games. Yeah. Holy shit! Okay. Yeah, and you know, to, to like make it known to the family that their homes were violated. Mm. Oh. Yeah, in 1986, he began to stalk a family known as the Andrews, and he found a phone number that he thought belonged to one of the house houses that he burgled, but it was instead the Andrews. And the Andrews were a family of three. Brian Andrews, who was a single father, and his two daughters, Annie, 15 years old, and Jessica, 8 years old. The mother recently oh. passed away from cancer. Okay. So, Laplante began to call the Andrews, and he had actually taken like a liking to Annie, as they were both close in age. So they talked a lot over the phone. And... Oh no, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? <laughs> Time to kick out Shannon Chris. <laughs> Sorry, I feel very hyper now that I've like. Why me? I did nothing wrong. <laughs> Everyone just like accusing Shan by accident. <laughs> yeah. It's because you're the younger Shan, that's why. <laughs> She's not that young, I'm not. <laughs> Annoying. Yeah, Annie thought that one of her friends like must have given him her number. So they befriended each other and Laplante described himself as athletic and good looking. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, they eventually agreed to go out on a date. However, when they met, Annie found that he was not what he described himself to be. <laughs> I mean yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he misrepre- he misrepresented himself and Annie had been taken aback when they met in person. Oh dear god, okay. And they still went out for ice cream, but Annie was not interested to go on a second date. But Laplante still wanted to pursue the relationship. Oh no. So Laplante found a way to still spend time with Annie. Do you wanna guess how? Dear God, he like Sneak into her room or something. Oh, yeah. No. no. <laughs> Shit, dude. I ah. Uh... Okay, but the reality is a bit way more not a bit but way more creepier than just okay, so sneaking in into my her house. Head, in my head, right? I'm like sort of imagining it as like one of those things where like he hides himself like in her closet or like in a a corner of the room where she she like tends to not see and he just like stalks her so that's that's the visual that's in my head mm. Mm. yeah you're really close <gasps> no <laughs> so 
he snuck into the Andrews' home and he stayed in the walls of their home for two months. No, shut up. In the walls? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So if you, yeah, that's why it reminded me of Parasite, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Okay, no spoilers. <laughs> also, if any, if you've not watched Parasite, what are you doing? After this episode, go watch Parasite. Okay. So yeah, it was said that one time Annie and her sister Jessica tried to perform a seance to contact to contact their dead mother. So as they were doing the seance, Levante had been knocking on the walls and making noise to make it seem as though their mother was really contacting them. That's horrifying, but it's also kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah, he did this for weeks and the girls thought that they were oh, no. being haunted and told their father, but the father brushed it off and thought that maybe they weren't, like, they haven't gotten over their mom's death. Oh, no. Then, one day, the father, Brian Andrews, came home and he went into Annie's room. He found a man wearing his dead wife's clothes in a blonde wig and with makeup on. And he was also carrying a hatchet and tried to attack Brian Andrews. Listen, I'm holding my breath. What the hell? Okay. Now it's like psycho vibes. Like yeah, Hitchcock. It's okay, it's a psycho. What the hell? This is a real story, right? You're not just like listing. Yeah, it is a real plot story. Of movies. <laughs> yeah, but he Laplante managed to escape quickly, and Brian was confused as you know how he managed to escape so fast. And mm. Brian called the cops, and they began investigating the house. They were looking for ways as to how Brian managed to enter the house in the first place. And then one officer found a hidden crawl space in Annie's bedroom. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Oh, screw that, dude. And screw that. When they opened it, they found a plant they curled up inside. Uh-huh. No! No, 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 no. The visual in my head is so creepy. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. The police then arrested him and removed him from the house. And as they continued their investigation, they found that Laplante had been living inside the walls of their home. Yeah, the passageway which they discovered Laplante had been in was like tunneled around like to other areas of the house. So there were peepholes so that Laplante could observe any Andrews. Oh my god, okay. Afterwards, Laplante was placed in a juvenile facility where he stayed until October 1987. And after he was released the following month, he returned to like burglary again and he stole two handguns from a neighbor's house. On December 1st, 1987, Laplante broke into Gustafsson's family home where he found 33-year-old Priscilla Gustaf. Gustafson was pregnant <laughs> and her two young children Abigail and William oh no things are starting to shift into place and I don't like where this story is hitting Honda I can see it when Priscilla's husband Andrew returned home 
he found his wife laying face down on her bed, pillows red with blood. Priscilla had been raped and then shot multiple times in the head at point-blank point range. Andrew called the police and they discovered the bodies of Andrew's two children in two different bathtubs. Five-year-old William had been drowned in the upstairs bathroom, while eight-year-old Abigail had endured a, endured a similar fate in the downstairs bathroom. Oh, no. Okay, the thing that's really, like, standing out to me about about the three ways these people were murdered is, like, how close he, were, he was to the bodies. Mm. Like, to shoot point blank, to yeah. even sort of, like, drown them in bathtubs. It's yeah. very close. It's kind of... It's so yep. creepy. Yep. Mm. And a few towns over from Townsend, the planting kidnapped a woman in her car. And yeah, the woman was able to escape, but and then after the police were investigating, he was discovered hiding in the dumpster like two days later. What why is he hiding in weird places? <laughs> yeah, is there a reason for it? Yeah, he's like le planting himself in. Wow, kick Chris out of this. <laughs> R slash kick Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he, he really is hiding in weird places. Yeah, when they arrested him, and they examined his clothing and they found a hair on his sock that was a match for Abigail Gustafson, who was Priscilla's daughter. In 1988, he was sent to prison with three life sentences for the murder of the Gustafson family. And in 2017, he actually applied for a reduced sentence. Oh. Yeah. And it was the first time that he showed signs of remorse for his actions. So this is a quote from him. Words cannot fully capture what I've done. I murdered three innocent people. Because of me, a five-year-old boy will never turn six. There's a seven-year-old girl that will never turn eight. Because of me, a woman will never be able to give birth to her third child. I robbed an unborn child of her first breath. Her husband was never able to again, never able again to hear from his family, I love you. Yeah, that's what Laplante said in court. Yeah, but despite his, like, I, I, I guess if you think that he sounds remorseful, but psychiatrists uh, insisted that he was a man with no evidence of emotion or feelings. So his application was denied. And his request for early parole eligibility was again denied in 2019. Mm. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So I said his early early life was kind of interesting to, like, note. It's because when he was growing up in Townsend, uh, Laplante was sexually and psychologically abused by many adults in his life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. His father was responsible for the majority of the abuse, and he also struggled with school. Yeah, he was actually diagnosed with dyslexia, so he had trouble catching up with schoolwork. And then his classmates also called him creepy and weird. Mm. Yeah, he was referred to a psychiatrist, psychiatrist by the school officials, and I guess like that's the worst decision they could have done for him. Because oh dear God, yeah, he was di- diagnosed with hyperactivity disorder, 
it. Mm-hmm. Mm, and his relationship with the psychiatrist like took a turn for the worse because his psychiatrist psychiatrist made sexual advances towards Laplante. Mm. Oh. Yeah. For the following year, the psychiatrist sexually abused Laplante during their sessions, which, you know, <laughs> probably really yeah. damaged him even more. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, you know, if only there were like proper proper checks and balances in place, mm. he wouldn't do what he did as an adult. Yeah, yeah, that's... I mean, like, you cannot overlook the fact that all these traumatic childhood experiences, like, yeah. ended up being a catalyst for... Yes. What he ended up doing and, like, how what yeah. he became, essentially. And, that, and, and that's essentially, like, the cycle of abuse. Like, what happens? Mm. It's quite interesting. Honda, don't you... Do you have a slight... Psychological, I'm, sociological. I'm not in psych. <laughs> so I don't know why my. Why do I say psych? Anyway, what is the sociological? You like the the deviance stuff. <laughs> I mean, sociology don't really look at individuals as much, but yeah, <laughs> it's I the mean, study of society, Chris. Yeah, his society let him down. Yeah, I mean, there's that, but you know, like what I said, if there was proper checks in place. Also, this was like in the eighties. He would have been in seventies. He was younger, right? I I don't know math. Anyway, <laughs> it was like the seventies, eighties. So, like a lot of these systems, like as you mentioned, they weren't really in place, and they were they weren't also like very well established. I mean, even if it was established or not, it still takes place even now. Yeah, that's very true. In like proper institutions like the like the like the like gymnasts, you know the American gymnasts. Oh, yes. Like yeah. And the the doctor that had been sexually abusing them for mm. many years. So yeah. like yeah. Yes. So even in like, you know, those kind of places, these kind of abuse still what, happens. What I find interesting about especially like child sex abuse cases is um, usually the, the child is manipulated to the point where they they can't really talk about it. Mm. So they can't seek help yeah. for it. And then yeah. the the other thing is like, I mean, they're so young and impressionable. They're not going to mm. really fully understand what is happening to them. <clears throat> and like yeah. the other thing is like, I feel like as a child there's always that fear that the adults around you are not going to take you seriously. Yes, for sure. So even if you want to go and tell a, a figure of, like an authority figure that, hey, this thing is happening to me, like as a child, probably you wouldn't be able to articulate what really is happening. And on top of that, like, mm. oftentimes children are like dismissed for these things. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's just very sad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's you have to really vet people in these like in like school areas, and because yeah. I feel like a lot of these like sickos, they are attracted to places that you know have kids or young people. Yeah, or yes. No, but also like the the frightening thing about this, and like even with the the gymnastics 
um like the sex abuse case is the fact that these these predators know how to put on airs like they know how to behave outwardly in order to appear like like a regular person like somebody that's acceptable in society while on the down low they do all these things i mean they have like like this psychiatrist of Laplante, they have like a they're like doctors so yeah their social social image is like you know good and respectable mm. so you know no one would think that who, I mean, who would they believe more like the doctor or the problem kid <laughs> yeah yeah i mean okay that being said like your childhood traumas and stuff is still not an excuse uh, of course for yeah. the things yeah. you do like after life like it will never like you can understand why he did it but it can never like justify mm. like yeah why. for sure for sure so I don't know. Did they? Did do you know if they took his background into account when they were um, prosecuting him? Mm, no, I don't think so, because they just uh, they sort of argue that you know he really has um, he knows what he was gonna do. You know, like oh, he was account- interesting. He was accountable for his own actions. Oh. Do you ever think about how, like, if this case was presented in today's day and age, like, lawyers would, like, jump on... <laughs> lawyers like, would do anything. Diagnosis and, yes. Yeah. They would jump on this diagnosis and everything. Mm. So, They'll bring out... Each side will bring out their own psychiatrist and doctor to like, say <laughs> yeah. the shit they want to hear. I mean, like, we've covered many cases and a lot of times, like... For example, uh, what's the name of the... That cannibal case. I, I well, the news really escaped me. The case of Lee, whatever his name was. Um, he he pled insanity, right? So the prosecution also like defense prosecution. Everyone brought up psychiatrists and everything, basically just to debunk. So, mm. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, thank you, Honda. Um, henceforth, I will check my room. To see if there are any crawl spaces. And if something goes I... bump in the night. Hey, don't Shut know that name. <laughs> I don't know bump one. <laughs> my ceiling always bumps. Dude, okay, like, sorry to sidetrack, but my neighbor's upstairs. I don't know why. Okay, don't tell me it's probably supernatural, okay? Because I'm... Maybe. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, Maybe. My neighbor's upstairs. Like, in the middle of the night, they like to move. Oh my god, what if Chris... Place. Shut Chris. up! What if the unit above you is empty? I hate you. Have you checked? Have you checked whether it's empty or not? You want me to just like visit them and be like, no, hey, are you sorry, you sorry you I'm just here to, to check. So no, legitly, when I used to stay at my my old apartment, like there was so much noise coming from upstairs. We went upstairs, there's nobody really upstairs. And you know what's the weirdest thing? Is that you'll see like random like clothes that are being hung outside because like oh my god this is such a long story it's like more of a horror story but then like basically when i was staying in my old hdb the house above me like the unit above me directly i was staying on the 11th floor the house on the 11th floor um like two units beside me is we we think we thought it was haunted at first but then later deduced that there could be a mental person that is locked up in that house 
um, because there's nobody living in there. I I think I told you guys this. Oh yeah. Um, I think yeah. First episode, you will you mentioned that there could have been a mentally unsound person yeah. being like held captive there or something, right? Yeah. The second one was even creepier because it was the unit above us, and we had the same furniture problem as well, and the noises, and a lot more actually. And my parents were getting very annoyed by it, so we actually went on top to complain, and we realized that the the unit has been vacant for a very long period of time. But the weird thing is, there would be clothes that are hung. Like, like outside of the 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 the, the, the kitchen, cause like we can actually view like our neighbors like like above and below like out of our kitchen. Mm. So sometimes there'll be like white like like sh- shirts that are being hung up there, and we're just like ah, but there's no one staying up there. I mean, the other possibility is somebody is just staying there illegally. Yeah, squatter. <laughs> Yeah, probably. But the, the weird thing is like the neighbours beside have never seen anybody coming in or out. And that's oh, so shit. impossible, right? Yeah, and it was bizarre because everybody was getting affected by it. Okay, but if it was ghosts, why are they hanging clothes out? <laughs> no, what are they wearing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Is there a washing machine inside? My mom, some, my mom sometimes says that it could be like an illusion. Like you, we actually don't see it or like people don't see it. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm pretty sure there are people there are people living in the unit above mine and are you sure? they just like moving the furniture around. Shut up. I will I will oh, there are people. That's it. End of conversation. Alright, let's move on. Shen <laughs> before Honda keeps harassing me with um potential ghosts living above me. There could be. I will harass you that too. There could be. Yeah. Sorry I had this week. I don't know if you guys have ever um heard of this story, but it's from so it's another folklore. I love folklore. Uh, and this one is from Hong Kong. So I don't know if you guys have heard about um this thing called Jiang Shi, um, which means hard or stiff. So Jiang Shi is actually a word originally used to mean corpse and it's a, a <laughs> so stiffened by um, you know, rigor mortis and unable to move beyond a hop. Uh, I think so, I know what you're Yeah, to. I think you know which I think you know which girl I'm talking about. So yeah, it's really popular like, in Japan. Yeah. Their skin is like greenish white and often in a state of decay. Yeah, and most of them are commonly depicted in the uniform of a Qing dynasty bureaucrat. It's a zombie, right? Yeah, it's a it's like a merge between like a zombie and a vampire. Cause it comes out at night only. Okay. I've never heard of this and I'm intrigued. You have never? So they like put out their hands like out straight like that and then they jump. I mean, like, like that. no, I've never heard of it. I don't know what I'm... Honestly, when you were saying it, I was just thinking it could... It's like the, I don't know, the, the Chinese version of the pochong. It is. It is something like that, yes. But it they're is. wearing like in, in, in like like traditional yeah. costumes. Yeah, like the Qing Dynasty, um, like the uniform. So they are, they are fancy military pochongs. Yes, kind of. <laughs> there's a famous movie. I think there's a famous movie, right? Yes, there are many movies made about it. A lot of Chinese movies made about it. It's ridiculous, like the movies, but ridiculous. Like one of the can- movies is super popular in Japan. <laughs> yeah, I know which movie you're talking about. It's super popular <laughs> in Hong Kong. It's a Hong Kong film. 
Yeah, uh, okay. Love okay, wow. I've I've never heard of this entity. Google it. I don't wanna. Yeah, okay. Maybe you don't wanna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna see scary yeah, pictures. A Chinese man in like the traditional Chinese like male costume, hands out right, and they move by hopping. Um, and then like they will have the long hair, and then their skin is like decayed and stuff like that. Yeah, but then like. Um, Why is that Loki cute? Don't they have like a yellow like paper on their face? Okay, the yellow paper put on their face is actually because people stick it on them. Uh, okay. it, the yellow paper is to walk away bad spirits. So they paste it on the cop itself so the cops <laughs> don't get up. But it doesn't work like in movies, obviously. Yeah, the media tropes kind of make it very like sens- sensationalize this like particular like um, folklore to make it very like comedic almost. Yeah, so if America has like the horror story like the movie you know is it called horror story is it, or is it a horror movie the are you referring movie? to the type of movie no the American one the the the, the ridiculously funny American and horror, horror. Oh. yes I think it's American uh, horror mm, huh? no is it oh I think I know which, which one you're referring to it's like sure the one that gives some like borderlining sexual movies but it's like hmm it's very sexual. You just described like all of American films. <laughs> no, the parody is it? No. Okay, let me just Google. It's scary movie. Ah. Yeah. So. Yeah, like like the like the scary movie one two three. Yeah, like the very funny kind. So like this like character like this folklore is like. It's, it's almost always put in this, like, context where it's always, like, comedic. Yeah, instead of scary. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, they're, like... Interesting. Based on Wikipedia and History 101, there are actually two versions of the origin story, which I will share with you guys. So, the origin story oh from Wikipedia and a few other sources, um, such as Reddit, is pretty bizarre. So, it was apparently... <laughs> sources such as Reddit... <laughs> I mean, when it comes to horror stories, I can't like like freaking authors. But okay, so it was. I actually wanted to read a book about it, but it was too long. So I was like, no, you know what? Nah. So hey, I've had to read story. entire books for my stories, like the the Acorn one. I read oh entire God. book. I can't even. That one is on you. Oh you were just God. really interested in it. Takes <laughs> a torture herself. <laughs> Stop. I, I will send you all the PDF. No, it's thanks. actually called... No, it's, okay. it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. 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 So, it was actually common during the Qing Dynasty, which is about 1644 to 1912, for migratory workers they far from their ancestral home to be returned for a proper burial when they passed away um, in case their um, departed spirits grew homesick. Just for context, I think everybody knows this, but China is freaking huge. So, like, when you migrate to different places, okay... You do need to trip. It's quite far, okay? Just in case... Fun fact! China is huge. <laughs> Just in case people don't know, you know? But yes. So, um, yes, to the aliens listening to our podcast. Just in China case. is huge. Acorn. <laughs> okay, so, the lacking the funds for transportation, obviously... Um, the grieving families would pay a corpse driver to do the job with the necromancy. So this corpse driver mm. was said to magically bind the wrists, ankles, and knees of the 
the, the dead person, forcing it upright, and then with a long stick would prod and poke the corpses so they hop home under their own steam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's it's very comedic, but yes. So it's like naturally they will hop. So the, the corpse driver doesn't have to carry. So it's just poking and then it will move. Like I don't know how. Um and then this this hopping corpse would travel at night to minimize the decay while the priest leading the procession rang a bell to deter onlookers because to gaze upon a jiang shu is actually considered bad luck even before they took to snacking on human blood. So you're not supposed to look at oh. that. Yes. Snacking on human blood? Yes, there's like a whole story about that later. Okay, so a jiang shu <laughs> is kind of like a, a in-between of like a vampire and like a zombie. Zombie because of the way they move. Like, because they are hopping and very decaying look. And vampire because they actually, like, take human blood. But they don't take Mm. human blood because they want human flesh. um, Which I'll explain a bit later on. Like, why they take human blood. Um, I just thought the use of the word snacking was hilarious. (laughs) Snacking. Okay, time to snack with some human blood. Yeah. So, these rows of recently deceased people were actually transported on bamboo poles. Lined up like old shirts on a clothes rack. So... Oh. So... Yeah. Maybe that was what was hanging on your old apartment. <laughs> Excuse me, Chris? <laughs> and what maybe hanging above you as well? <laughs> yeah, they're hopping around and hitting all the furniture in the middle of the night. <laughs> yes. And yeah, so this one is like the the more like what people call like realistic or maybe like to tame their souls. But because like they, they transport it in bamboo poles and they're lined up like a, like the bodies are lined up and carried through the night on the shoulders of two men. So then... um it kind of creates the illusion of cops bouncing when you look from afar. Because you know the men will be walking up mm. and then, yeah, so that's, that's the, that's the, that's how it works. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but the other account from History 101, obviously more reliable, is that Qin Shi Huang, the first emperor of China, was actually still in the process of conquering the Chinese states when the Jiang Shu was born. So it's actually entirely possible that without Qin Shi Huang's War of Unification, these hopping vampires would have never come to exist because the Jiang Shi was actually once living, breathing, and thinking human beings. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they are in the costume, right? Which means they actually represent some form of like being an official or demo, like a, like a bureaucrat mm-hmm. in China, in the palace. So, Warriors were actually deployed to maintain the state borders and fight off Qin Shi Huang's forces, often travelled far from home and many obviously died in battle. Um, their families could not afford to have their bodies sent home, which was extremely stressful. And to attain some form of closure and possibly the body of the lost loved one, the common people actually turned to Taoist priests. And these priests would perform a sacred ritual to contact the body and soul of the deceased. They would then give the dead person mm. a specific set of instructions to allow them to return home. And because of the rigor mortis, which causes the body to become very stiff and inflexible, this priest actually encouraged the dead to hop their way back to their loved ones. Aww. Yeah. And yeah, and which literally is why Jiang Shi literally translates to stiff corpse. So this living dead seemed to be pretty innocent at least at first. So, but why oh. are they vampires? So um, it's actually highly unlikely that any of the original Jiang Shus actually returned home to their families. Um, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. 
So grieving families who actually placed their trust in local priests didn't lose faith after their loved one remained lost. Instead, they assumed that something had gone terribly wrong during the ritual. In their eyes, the dearly departed family member had reanimated, but they had lost the good part of their soul. So it became kind of like an oh. undead creature that has lost all of its kindness and grace and can only be pure evil. So consequently, oh, okay. the vampire-like Jiang Shi that we now know and fear of today is born. Or was born. Mm. So they are only able to move around during the night and these beings represented the fear of death, the unknown and the dark, especially in Chinese culture. Um, they could be created through a violent death or suicide, an improper burial or a late burial. So unlike vampires of, you know, the, the Western side, Jiangshu could not escape from their graves. Instead, they were the product of neglect. So, oh. yeah. So, what can only imagine? What do you mean by product of neglect? Because they are not like created because, like, um, it's like they are created because, like, it's either a violent death or suicide, an improper burial, mm. or a late burial. So, if you actually bury the dead person properly, they can't, they can't rise to be a jiangshi. Oh. But if they are buried, like improperly buried or like half-heartedly buried, then yes, they can come up, they can escape and become. Oh, dead. oh okay. So the neglect is on the burial part. Yes. And also, okay. I mean, the death or suicide. Lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, one can only imagine how many cops line the early roads and fields of ancient China during the Qingxi oh, no. War. <laughs> so these poor souls that remain unburied transform into Jiangshis during the night. So they only work at night, which is why they are they have kind of vampire-like qualities. Yeah. Mm. And um, this was actually accomplished through energy absorption. So moonlight or starlight shining down on an unburied body would become vital energy that the body would consume, allowing <laughs> them to reanimate and like have energy to actually, yeah. So essentially a jiang shi is a soul eater that can infect you and turn you into a hopping date. Yeah. So yeah, Ooh. they share actually many characteristics and qualities with um, vampires and zombies but they're freaking unique I feel like they're um, like a like a merger of, of the mm. both yeah so even though they're well equipped for murder I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> it doesn't obviously often cause immediate or noticeable like physical harms to victims so unlike vampires it does not subsist on blood like it, it takes the blood but um and unlike zombies, it has no craving for human brains or flesh. Instead, it feeds on energy. So when it takes oh. your blood, it's actually taking your chi or your chi, uh, oh, okay, okay, the person's vital life force. So it doesn't want your okay. blood; it just wants your energy. So that yeah. So because without it, um, and um, without it, the person naturally dies. Like the victim naturally dies. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because blood is life force, right? Yes, but then it's also the energy for the <laughs> Jiangshi. Yeah. So, naturally, this became the Jiangshi's favorite snack. <laughs> snack? So, um, in case you guys ever encounter a Jiangshi any time in your life, like a Chinese <laughs> one. My upstairs um, neighbors, I guess. Your old HDB apartment. <laughs> uh, so, luckily, being dead isn't the only way you can avoid contact with a Jiangshi. So, yeah. Luckily, being dead. Okay. <laughs> you're lucky because you're not dead. <laughs> if you're dead, you won't be able to contact one. So, don't worry. Um, but so, step one to avoid one, uh, a changshi is to die. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. 
No, but I love this. The 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 methods <laughs> that help you survive the encounter is even more hilarious. Okay, so there are actually a handful of methods that can help you survive an encounter, and some seem easier and com- more convenient than others. For example, <laughs> in the past, I think this is more ancient because like gold coins were actually used in the past, but now less. So you could actually drop a bag of solid gold coins on the floor to escape a dumpster's grabs because these shiny coins were actually scattered across the ground and will cause the hopping vampire's OCD to flare up. And it would have to stop and count the, it would have to stop and count the coins. So during that, um, during that period, you can run away. <laughs> However, this is an ex- like, sorry, sorry, can I interject that like <laughs> one of like the old like vampire folklore thing, right, is um like vampires love to count things, which is why apparently, you know, the Sesame Street the the mathematic thing is the is the vampire. So apparently one way to avoid a vampire attack is to like throw stuff because they'll come to attack you but then they'll stop and have to count like yeah. coins or whatever. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll be distracted. But it must be gold coins lah. So it's a very expensive solution. <laughs> so, um... Yeah. The easier and more efficient... Well, it's okay because yeah. if you don't have gold coins, just die. Yeah. Okay, there are other methods <laughs> I will have you guys. So the the method that Honda brought up is, um, just now, which is the, the, white, the yellow paper. So it is the easier mm-hmm. and more efficient method. And actually a lot of like, um... Chinese people who go to the temple will actually have this paper with them on their wallet, in their wallet, like tucked in their wallet. Because oh. it's put it into a triangle, a yellow triangle. Oh, it's, okay. from, it's to walk away bad luck and bad like spirits. So, um, so a solution then is to hold a Taoist symbol to one's forehead, like a Jiangshu's forehead. And as long as the symbol is held against the head, the Jiangshu will be unable to hop away. Oh, okay. Yeah, but perhaps the most practical way uh, to avoid encounter... <laughs> you mean not dying? No. That's not practical. The most practical way to avoid encounter with a jiangshu is to avoid walking to the, on the streets at night. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, it's also a great way to avoid getting robbed or assaulted. So, You know what? You're right. So, you not only <laughs> avoid getting robbed, but you also avoid getting your blood snacked on. Okay, yes. Okay. But if all fails, just die. <laughs> and if you love more like magical stuff, they apparently can be repelled by mirrors, the core of a rooster, <laughs> the hooves of a black donkey, and the wood of a peach tree. Yeah. So, if you have any of that... Okay, wait. Tree. So, what if I'm walking down the street at night uh-huh. and... A rooster calls... Uh, no, a Changshi comes after me. Okay. So I just whip out my phone, go on YouTube, and type Brewster sounds. I guess yes. Yeah, I guess, I guess that might work. <laughs> oh, does your camera See? work like selfie mode? Yeah, oh, yeah. Because it gets repelled by mirrors, apparently. But it's a camera, though. It's not really a mirror. But you're but still I, seeing yourself reflected. Okay, yeah, true. True. I think the the point is to see its own reflection, right? Yeah, but I was more I was I was a bit more eh like the hooves of a black donkey. How are you gonna get a hooves of a black donkey? And why black? That's why you just use the rooster sound on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so Or if all else fails, just die. <laughs> yeah, so that is the story of the Jiangshi that I have to share with you guys today. If you guys are interested, you can always go and watch movies about it. There's a lot of movies. But most of the time, it's like comedic. It's not really like scary. Mm. 
I can't take it seriously, lah. I mean, but it, it can be quite scary, lah. I mean, lah. she moves around by hopping with its arms outstretched. Yeah, and and, 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 and that. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Uh... And most times, I think they go together. Cause you mean, I mean, when you're talking about Hong Kong, also it's like or in like China, then it's like probably from the warrior, like warrior kind of like. That's mm. how they they pass and stuff like that. So that's probably okay. But like. Question: Are all these Changshis just like these old warriors? I mean, are they like no modern day yeah, ones. Yeah, are modern day one that that comes from like you know improper burial, suicide. And yeah, but then that. for some reason they they have like armor, like olden days armor. So that's the one that I mean. That's the origin of it, but definitely has changed a lot more. Oh, so there could be like a business suit. <laughs> It could Yang be, shi. but what's commonly associated with this like particular spirit is the fact that it's wearing. Cause it, I think mm. historically it came from the fact that there were so many people dying from war. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. so that's what people saw in the past. So now I'm pretty sure that if if it exists like in modern times, I'm pretty sure it takes up the the clothing of the way like the the what people wear. Yeah, because mm. when you watch Hong Kong shows, also they they have a they have a mix of that. Also, they have like the the like people like those like weird ass like horror stories, and then they have like <laughs> people who passed away, and then suddenly they just come back up alive like like a zombie. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like a Chinese version of a zombie and a vampire. Mm. Yeah, and it's very interesting. It's how kind they of in- at night. Yeah, it's interesting how like this this kind of mythology is seen across so many cultures. Mm. Yeah. In different forms, yeah. Yeah, in different forms, and like I mean, the the Western and most like acknowledged version is the vampire. Yes. But like in every culture, and like this d- dates back like thousands of years. Everyone has their own version of it. Yeah, for sure. It's so cool. It's, them it's like it's like it's like how literally every culture has a dragon. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Maybe dragons did exist. Sad. Maybe dinosaurs did exist. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just trying to make Chris face. I know dinosaurs exist. No, no. You know, you know, I knew somebody who was brought up being told that dinosaurs weren't real by their parents. What? So I asked this person, I was like, then how do you explain the the, the bones in the museum? <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, thanks, Shen. Um, I now know what to do every time I hear random uh, furniture being moved in the middle of the night. Oh, it could be someone. Say... Could be someone. You know what? Come to think of it, I would rather it be a spirit than an actual like person. Yeah, you know, in the end, humans are the scariest thing. Yes, that's true. Like, okay, honestly, like Shen, your story is kind of scary. Yeah. But I cannot even imagine like walking into a room and then you notice like something off, and like for example, you bend down to look under your bed and there's a pair, there's a face staring back at you. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate that. So much. Don't look out your window, Chris. I now have opaque curtains. <laughs> so I to listeners out there, I have an irrational fear of windows. 
especially at night. So um, the windows have, the curtains have to always be drawn because shut up, Honda, stop, angle your camera away from the window. I'm so afraid of a random face popping up in the window. Like, I hate it so much. Especially when I go to, like, hotels and stuff, <laughs> I always ask for the bed away from the uh, window. Can't deal with that. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, you still torture me with it. Exactly. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support us, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and click that follow button on Spotify. You can also listen to us on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and whatever podcast platform you listen to. And you can follow us on Instagram at HAU Podcast. Show us a message or send us stories if you'd like. You can also email us at hiddenamongustree at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Beware of furniture or things that go (laughs) bump in the night. Oh no. Okay, bye guys. Bye.